This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, episode 25. Welcome back to All Things Artist Edition in the spoken word form. I'm actually surprised I made it to episode 24. That's two years I've been doing this podcast monthly. And uh, I sort of thought I'd give it up after a year, but uh, it keeps going. We've had ups and downs with the uh, membership, the listening audience, uh, as it were. But uh, the numbers are pretty steady. And it's a function of the website, and I'd like to keep it going if I can. It seems yet again I have a cold at the end of the month, so I'm congested and trying to get through this podcast. I, uh, this month may be a little bit short just because of that cold. Uh, again, I'm Scott Vanderplew. I'm the uh, chief cook and bottle washer, the sole person running the Artist Edition Index. And that is the website dedicated to all things Artist Editions, where we track shipping, we review it's so funny to say we i know it's just that's the way things are done especially when you're speaking of a group or a corporation or something like that but it's just me i track the shipping every day i update the index i review every book that comes out in the artist edition format so any publisher printing books full size um, scans original art and books that are not full size that's something i try to get to when i can and just everything in between. I do run a weekly feature, and uh, as I review the uh, posts for this month, I notice I did not do the eBay out-of-print sales post for November. Uh, I was on vacation again in a week this week, a week in November, and that was the week. I completely missed that, and I didn't realize it's not there. So for continuity's sake, I'll try and get that up today or tomorrow, and then unfortunately the the uh, November one will be up next week, so they'll be back to back. But I do like to get that information out there. I keep thinking maybe I should chart it and see the ups and downs of the books. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, the printed form is at aeindex.org. We're on Facebook at Artist Edition Index and on Twitter at aeindex. All right, let's get into it. I don't really have a focus for this month. The focus I'd like to talk about is the lack of books. Uh, there's been some speculation uh, what's going on with IDW. There was monthly solicitations until August when the Berkeley breathed. Bloom County Arts Edition was solicited and there has been no new solicitation. On the good old uh, Tabatalk forums somebody asked Scott Dunbeer a question over Twitter or via Twitter and it's a uh, user Tugalor. I'm not familiar with them. They seem to be a fairly new member, but I'm thankful that they asked the question and it was answered. He asked, Hi Scott, I read the Artist Edition blog and a lot of people are wondering if the Artist Edition line of books are in financial difficulties. You haven't posted on the site for a while and we are getting concerned. Is there anything you could tell us? Thanks, Scott. And Scott Dubier replied, Hi Andy, thanks for the concern, but not to worry. The AE line is alive and well, if a bit slower than it was. The truth is, I have done something like 75 of these books and it is harder to find classic material. But I have several pretty nice ones planned for 2019. Keep the faith. That's nice to see that uh, something's happening. Uh, there, are, there was talk of right the Wrights and Frankenstein book. Um, and then a couple books that have been bumped quite a bit. 
So let's move from that into the shipping changes. All right, let me bring that up. Alrighty, what has changed? So last month, you may remember that uh, Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2, moved all the way to March 27th. That's what I'm talking about, the big bump. But we had two changes this month as well. Jim Lee, DC Legends, Artifact Edition. Uh, the final cover was released. That's updated on the site. And uh, the date was moved to December 19th. So that's from the 5th to 19th. So that's not too bad. So let's hope that's still accurately coming out. The other change was Berkeley Breeds Bloom County Arts Edition was moved to January 30th. That also just had a uh, cover update. So we got those new covers up there. And uh, no solicitations this month. As I said, the uh, no artist edition from IDW again. And then nothing from other publishers. There was or there has been a Kickstarter announced this month and that is from Hermes Press and let me scroll to that and then bring it up and it is for Gita and Erotic Treasury Volume 2. Let me read you the blurb. Well let me tell you right now that they did it with I don't know I think 40 days or and uh, it's I don't know what is that it's less it's 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 not at half its goal I don't think it's going to make it. So here's the campaign uh well blah 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 so the annoying thing about the campaign is that it doesn't it says that uh the first gita edition measuring 12 by 18 you know and they're right there that just that's a kick in the pants because it's not 12 by 18 it was 11 by 17 and the book came out I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, and Hermes still can't get it right. They can't if they can't get basic information accurate, how do we expect them to get a book accurate? And then the annoying thing is they, they've resolicited that Gita in the latest diamonds, diamond previews, and they use the exact same solicitation as the first time with the inaccurate measurements of the book. Come on, people, pull it together. All right, volume two, it says, featuring the thousand wizards of Urn and dead man's hand, along with some great extras, including Gia, the Sword of Eros, not uh, Portfolio, originally published in the mid-80s, unpublished artwork and pinups. Like the first volume, it measures, measuring 11 by 17, it has been reproduced by scanning the original art in color. For those who missed the first volume of Giada of Alazar, on Erotic Treasury, we are offering both the regular and deluxe editions, along with the new treasury volumes. I'm sorry for those pauses, but I had to stumble across three spelling mistakes in their paragraph. You're on Kickstarter asking people for money, and you can't you can't run spell check. I mean, and then uh, if you were hoping to see I don't know anything like what would be in the book, maybe some sample pages, something to inspire you to spend the money on this book, it's not there. There's just they, there's two covers. You know, there's going to be a regular edition and a signed edition, just like the Gita Volume 1. But I got to say, the, the don't inspire any confidence by this Kickstarter. It is Hermes' first Kickstarter, and I understand that can make things difficult. But have a look around. You want to see an example of a good, of a good Kickstarter? Check out those P. Craig Russell books from Wayne Allen Herald. Guy puts up a ton of sample pages. Puts up all the information he can. Provides what everything he has to the potential purchaser so that we will back the book and make it happen. 
just slapdash spelling mistakes, um, informational mistakes. That's not going to get people to spot, you know, to buy this book. And I'm actually shocked that they've hit um, six thousand three hundred ninety-nine of their fifteen thousand dollar goal. Because as it moves in the last ten days, I noticed they've had some extra backers. So that's my rant for the month. Man alive, Hermes Press just and this Gita is really gets under my skin. All right, I think we talked about uh, a minute ago that I didn't do the eBay out of print sales. So sorry about that. Let's look at other sales. Now, one book was released in October, and that was Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition. It sold 681 copies. According to the estimates, it showed up under the book list and not the graphic novel list. So I did the calculation. I think it's accurate, but these are also, you know, we've got to take these with a grain of salt. So that's why it doesn't have a ranking number because it appeared on the top 10 list. All right, then we move on to solicits. As I said, there are no solicits. Bobkiss, I'm still putting the posts up on the website because I think people like to see something appearing on the website, even though it's the post saying there are no solicitations. I should mention as well, last month I teased that I was writing a post called, uh, oh, what did I say it was going to be called? Publishers are failing the AE market. I'm still working on that. Uh, I was ranting a bit in it, and it's a quite a long post, and then I realized I needed a bit more focus, and... Uh, wanted to take it back and from a different perspective and look at it again. Uh, I will be doing that where I run through a sample of a book, what its lead up is, what its after on the market effect is. And then uh, really my thrust there is that these are art books and be should be solicited, sold, and kept on the market as art books. And unfortunately, I think comic publishers approaching these books and looking at them as comics or as a, you know, sort of a periodical. This is These aren't periodicals. These are, you know, $125 to $200 uh, deluxe art books. And they should be in the same vein as uh, the Tash and Oversized deluxe art books. And that's the way the publishers have to approach them and market them and get them, I think, on the market. But uh, that should be coming next month. I'm hoping. i got a lot of vacation to use up. I've been, uh, so I'm hoping to uh, have some days off and get that written up. Let's look at a post I did put up, something a little bit different. And it was uh, the last thing I said I would do as part of the 100th AE celebration. I mean, we're at 100. We're over 100 now. But this was uh, still something I wanted to do was that take a look at some books and see how uh, being stored upright has, uh, what has it done to them. So I happen to have two copies of Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition. I have one in the box that I keep sandwiched in between all my other boxes. And then I had one that I picked up used uh, shortly after the, it came out. And uh, that's just been sitting out loose on my shelf. The, uh, you can see the pictures on the, uh, on the, on the site on aeindex.org. And uh, I looked at, compared both books, and they both uh, released in 2011. So seven years old, sitting on my shelf. And they've got some, you see that the pages are sagging slightly, and they're pulling away slightly at the top. But overall, I think they've, they've done remarkably well, uh, stored upright. But uh, as the conventional wisdom says, for large books like this, oversized, they should be laid flat. But uh, that, was a, that was basically the post. Take a look at the pictures. You'll see the. it's really not a lot of sagging. And... Uh, 
when I looked at my heavier, my bigger books, like the uh, uh, some of the graffiti design ones, they actually have less sag. So I don't know if that's to do with the binding, or, but uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I have one review up this month. But before I get to that, I wanted to touch on a book that uh, I've been waiting to review, and I haven't yet, and that's the uh, Thicker Than Blood Collected Art Edition. And that was uh, solicited as a uh, Kickstarter last year by FPG. And uh, I did, uh, it was supposed to be out in December, and I received my copy of the mail in August. And uh, the diamond copy, interestingly, the signed and numbered limited slipcase edition was released through Diamond in September. But the standard edition, still Diamond has shows, has not been received. And I wonder if this book is, I mean, did they really sell through all the books? Or did they realize that they weren't going to make enough money from Diamond? Or I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened there. And whether this book will ever see the light of day from through Diamond. I do have my review. I'm just going to publish it uh, in, next month. So we'll talk about that next time. But let's look at this Bill Sienkiewicz book. Let me give you the blurb. Bill Sienkiewicz is a modern master, having worked on some of Marvel's most iconic comics of the 1980s. Moon Knight, The New Mutants, Electra Assassin, and a bunch more. His unique style is unreplicable, yet so many artists have been inspired to emulate him. This collection is filled with some of his finest covers, pinups, and exceptional pages. All of them meticulously scanned from the original art and reproduced the exacting artist edition standards out of one IDW publishing five highly coveted Eisner Awards to date. Man, IDW likes to add that last line to all their solicitations, don't they? All right, it was released on October 31st, so that's why I didn't get to it until November. Uh, 12 by 17 inches, 168 pages, 125 US. Uh, available online through a lot of different places. Uh, all right. Uh, interesting, the design is a bit, uh, it says the design is by Serbco. Which I believe is Serban Krasescu. I hope he's. I know I'm mispronouncing his name, but I apologize. He's, he's the one who does the designs. If uh, Randall Dalk is doing the designs for IDW, and uh, the design of this book, it uh, it screams. It's awesome because the book contains uh, quite a bit of color. Uh, color appears on the uh, on the book, and it's it's like I said, it's really well done. The uh, colophon is a daredevil blob, a beautiful uh, type of contents is a black and white blob. I don't know if that's uh, band-aid dots or I don't think so. I think it's uh, Zipatone. And then the uh, title pages are just, it's a really great design. Uh, the contents, it's an artifact edition. This is, uh, you know, this is IDW's year of the artifact edition. Uh, the, a lot of them. Let me just give you the run through here because I broke it down. Uh, there's 55 uh, pieces of art from New Mutants. There's 27 pieces from Moon Knight. There's 58 pieces from Electro Assassin, which includes the complete first issue. There's eight pieces from Daredevil Love and War, and then some random covers and pages. Uh, you know, we see these books all the time, black and white or scanned in color, but it's, it's uh, pencil and ink pages, right? Uh, this book has a lot of color. And it makes me wonder if... Uh, because it's still done the IDW standard of the matte paper, uh, no gloss. And I'm just wondering if uh, did Sikevich, is that the paper he worked on? Did he work on standard comic paper? Or uh, was it different paper and then we're not seeing the gloss because uh, of the format of the book? 
There is a note in the table of contents. It says, Some pages of this volume were drawn larger than standard comic book size and have been reduced to fit. New Mutants 21 cover, number 23, pages 9, 13, number 26, pages 8, 11, 13, 14, 16, number 31, page 1, Electra Assassin, number 3, page 2, and number 7, page 21, Daredevil Love and War, all the pages, and Dazzler covers, all the pages. So we, uh, you know, reduced art, which has always been disappointing. Uh, pages look great. There's no, uh, I mean, there, you can read the entire first issue of Electro Assassin, which you could look at it the because uh, the, it was painted and the word balloons were added after, and they weren't added in this volume, so a bit different. And uh, the Moon Knight, actually, some of the, again, the, some of the color, the unpublished stuff of Moon Knight is pretty great, but uh, really interesting. The good scans. I've got a, I, I had a little bit of blur. And I don't know if it's uh, have to do with word balloons or maybe not blur, maybe just softness. I don't know if the scans were focusing on the art and then the word balloons were a bit, I don't know. But uh, not terribly detracting from anything. Uh, the book is full of wonder, really. I mean, Bill Sikiewicz, how could you go wrong, right? And like I said, the uh, it's striking. You know, the, color, the color pieces just leap out at you. Um, I'm bumming a lot today. I think it's the cold. Really congested here. Uh, I think this book is a this book has been a big seller. I mean, it's following on the heels of the John Byrne X Men Artifact Edition, another book that's uh, a huge demand, right? I mean, eighties this eighties material is awesome. Uh, I can only hope to see a uh, Paul Smith X Men or a Billy Junior X Men. Sits right in that my wheelhouse of uh, nostalgia. Uh, I would, of course, love. A Jorge Zafino edition. So, if anybody's got uh, Jorge Zafino artwork, please uh, let, let's get let the, let's get that going. All right, that's uh, hit up the website and uh, take a look at the p- photos. It's all it's all with pictures with these reviews. So, I don't want you to miss out on that. I am, but uh, whoa! I just got uh, quite congested all of a sudden there. I think that's it for this month. I as I said I apologize for the shortness, but uh, that's that's about all I can manage. And uh, look for the uh, sales numbers. Uh, eBay uh, will be coming up soon. Uh, just to recap, you can uh, catch all this at aeindex.org. If you like what we're doing, uh, please think about becoming a Patreon sponsor. Uh, it's, it, I only have one level. It's a dollar or whatever you'd like to give above that. As well, if you'd like to support the site, I have affiliate links on uh, all the reviews and on the index itself. So if you're already uh, comfortable buying with one of those sources, then please uh, click my link and uh, add to the coffer. It all goes towards me buying these books. I don't receive any of them for free. I don't receive any review copies. I go to my local comic shop and buy them all. So that's uh, that's how I get uh, this together, and that's how it runs. So thanks for joining us, and uh, I, you will hear from me again next month. <laughs>